0: First and foremost, a tremendous yeshekayach to Rabbi Deni Aguilar, what you have done literally to transform people's days, people's perspectives. stories to Inspire.org is really something that has taken off in a way that people literally rely on it for daily chizuk. People literally rely on it sometimes for insights and terror that they otherwise would never, never arrive at. So I just want a tremendous yeshekayach. And not just that you're doing it, but how you're doing it with a tremendous amount of dedication, Mr. Nefesh. It's not easy to continue this, and I really salute you for that. All of Klai Yisrael owes you a debt of gratitude. I'm very, very fortunate that you asked me to, to speak. I feel really, really humbled by your request. You have some of the most amazing speakers in the world that regularly hold forth on, on your site. So, really, I'm very humbled by it. Halavaya should be royu to be someone who can uh, who can motivate like some of the people that you have. We're standing in a period right now, which is incredibly difficult. It's incredibly difficult for people. Bechlal, Klai Israel is in a terrible, terrible tzara. The events that happened on Sheminiyat Tzara's past really was something that we thought we'd never see in our day. I, being a child of Holocaust survivors and here being heard stories, I, was, I really never, ever thought that we'd hear stories like that again. Some of the barbarity that occurred over there really outdid the Nazis themselves. And so all of us need to be somewhat reflective about what it is that we're supposed to do at this point in time, because we feel helpless. The war is raging some thousands of miles away. We are here. Certainly, there's sympathy, there's empathy. Certainly, people are raising money in a way which is incredible. People are sending merchandise to Israel, which is incredible. Medical goods and baby goods and just on and on and on. It's absolutely incredible what's going on in Israel right now. But we also need Chizuk at the same time. Despite the fact that we're doing things, which, by the way, is an excellent way to deal with feeling down. Because when you're doing something, you're doing something proactively, it really helps you feel better about yourself. It helps you feel that you are playing a role. But we know that there is a role that all of us can play here in America that perhaps in Eretz Yisrael, they don't have the same ability. We in America are sitting in relatively peace and tranquility. We're sitting at a time where Baruch Hashem, you know, we don't have to run into shelters every few minutes. Those who are sitting and learning next to who do have to run to shelters. Obviously, it disturbs their learning. Those who have to run to shelters during davening. Obviously, it disturbs their learning. It's very likely when you come back to shul after having run to the shelters, you daven with even more kabbalah. It's likely. But we are here in the United States of America and Baruch Hashem, we have the wherewithal, the ability to be able to daven appropriately. And as we know, Tefillah is what it's all about. Rav Chaish always used to talk about the Eleph Lamata when Kleiso went out to a war. You'd have to Eleph Lamata, Elif Lamata. They were having a draft. And one of the things that the Chazal bring down, that Shrava brings down, is that Elif Lamata, that there were 1,000 who would stay behind the war, and it would be, they would not go into battle. They had 1,000 people, 1,000 Lamata, that all their job was, was to daven. They would, did the mamadais, they daven to Baruch Hu. They pleaded for Ha-Kodesh Baruch Hu's Rachamim. And it was they that were as crucial as the people on the field. So therefore, even though in Eretz Israel, they're fighting on the field, we have an ability here, in the United States of America, or wherever you are in the world, if you have a little bit of a HaNefesh, if you don't have to keep running, the shelters every few minutes. You have an ability to do something which is incredible. You have the ability to go out and to daven and to literally wage war. We have that ability. We have an ability to go out and wage war. And we start to understand this as the war progresses. We start to feel this and understand it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals to us his game plan, so to speak. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals to us that what he's doing right now is something which is incredibly unusual. And that is that he's making, at the same time, the Klai is being hurt. The same Klai had suffered a tremendous, tremendous blow. At the same time, we're hearing stories where there are Nisim that are happening for people at the front and other places. Ashkacha Pratis, that's off the charts. It's almost like a Kaddish Baruch who doesn't have a need anymore. But there are chateva, And there are things that are happening that are absolutely incredible. A Kaddish Baruch Hu is bringing about a tremendous, tremendous shuva movement right now. With tens of thousands of people putting on tzitzis and tens of thousands of people putting on tefillah for the first time. It's incredible that soldiers are handing off the tefillin to each other in five-minute bursts that every combat gets a chance to put on tefillin. It's unbelievable what's happening over there. And the other stories that are coming out of people who, whose houses within the terrible slaughter of that horrific day, that horrific Shabbos Shmini Yatzeres, that horrific day, that there were terrible shechitas going on. There were pockets where there were nisim gluyim, where people closed their Moshevim for Shabbos, or people put up mezuzah, or another mitzvah, stories about tzitzas. It goes on and on and on. It's incredible. It's incredible what's happening. So with that in mind, I'd like to share a story with you and then get back to the point that we're attempting to make. There's a Yid who lives in Yerushalayim. His name is Harav Eliyohu Borer. Eliyohu Re- 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 Borer is the Rosh Hashiva, what's called Chevron Gaula, which is a, a significant, relatively large yeshiva in Yerushalayim. He's someone that I know very well. He's come to America a number of times and come to my home. And he's someone I share a kinship, a friendship with. So Rabbi Yehobar told me this story that he heard from his wife, who heard it from her cousin, who was actually antagonist in the story. number of days ago, as the Israeli troops were going into Gaza, uh, of course, the people were manning their stations, defending the homeland, doing what they need to do. And there was a particular soldier who was a cousin of his wife's who was standing there manning a guard post, or he's manning a station, literally shooting at the bad guys. And suddenly his officer, who is not a religious fellow, comes over to him, and says, you're religious, right? He said, yes. He said, I need you somewhere else. He said, no, no, I'm trying to defend my position over here. I got to stand here and shoot. He said, no, 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 I need you somewhere else. And he takes this fellow away from his post, and he tells him to go daven. He said, what? This officer was not from at all. In fact, he knew some details about this officer's life, and let's just say he was not from at all. (laughs) He said, no, 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 you have to pray. And he takes him away from his position, and tells him to daven. So the fellow says, okay. He takes his him out, and he davens for 15 minutes, and he admitted later on, it was very difficult for him to concentrate and die with Kavana because unfortunately, unfortunately, the war is raging around him. Like his mind wasn't very, very focused. He also was like shocked by the fact that this officer who was clearly not from, you know, didn't seem to have much of a spiritual connection, was asking him to daven. He finishes davening, I think it was 15 minutes. And after 15 minutes, he wants to go back to his post. And the faket, his officer, comes over to him and gives him a tremendous beer hug. And he said, you saved the day. He said, what? He says, your prayers save the day. He says, he felt like guilty because he felt he could have maybe done with more focus. He says, what do you mean to save the day? So let me explain to you. What many of our listeners and, and viewers don't know is that Israel has different mechanized divisions and they have different vehicles for different aspects of the war. And they have what's called personnel carriers, APCs. They have personnel carriers. They're armored. They have armor. They're not as armored as a tank. They don't have the, we- the, the weapons of a tank but they are armored vehicles and they transport troops in them. They carry between 10 and, and 16 people to an, a, to an APB. Each one carries about 10 to 15 people. That's how they transport the troops. Now they're built, the chassis is like a tank chassis, but the top is not. It doesn't have heavy armaments, it has relatively light armaments. And many of these are very, very vulnerable to attack because they don't have the heavy armament that a tank has. They don't, many of them don't have the systems to prevent getting hit, like the tanks have. The tanks, the Merkava 4, has all these systems to detect missiles and, and projectiles. These don't have that. So the officer tells him, three of them, three of the per- they were filled with people. You're talking about 40 people are stuck in a quagmire. Perhaps it was a trap that the Hamas built for them. They were stuck. They couldn't get out. And they were exposed to constant fire. And again, these tanks, these vehicles are not as protected as tanks and they're being fired upon, and they're stuck, and they can't move. They were, in effect, sitting ducks, and his officer was afraid that there would be a horrific tragedy with tens of people, Khalilah, being killed, and he had no way to help the situation. There's nothing he could do. His hands were tied. So he realized that this is the time for prayer. So he turns to this fellow, and he asks him to daven, and this fellow davens, and literally minutes later, they found a way out of the quagmire. One of them was able to fix, to repair whatever was going wrong. The other one followed suit. The third, whatever happened over there, Literally in minutes, the situation turned around and these three vehicles were able to get out of harm's way. So he thanked him and he said, you saved the day. What is going on with this story? Where did this officer get the idea, even think about prayer as an option in war? Think about it for a minute. These people are in war. These people are, these people, the officer is certainly someone who's paid a lot of attention to his spirituality in the past. And now suddenly it comes to that. So there's Gemara, Mestachas Menachas. The Gemara says, Amar Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi. Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi says, Lama Nimshelu Yisrael L'Zayas. Why was Klai Yisrael compared to a Zayas, an olive tree? i left to tell you, Ma Zayas just like an olive, Ain't olive na Yisrael, Lama Yisrael Masechama, Shamim. They don't really fall away. Yisrael, Ain't live a tailor, Lama still will be around forever. The olive tree is a symbol of eternity, and so Klai Yisrael eternally. V'Amar Rebbe Eichnen, Said Rebbe Yachinan, Nimshelu Yisrael L'Zayas, that people of uh, of Israel was in were were compared to the olive, loyal to tell you Ma might say just like a Zayas does not produce its oil, Eli de they only being squeezed, Yisrael so to Yisrael Don't go back to the right path, Eli de only through Yisrael. Kalal Yisrael is different than the we but different than everybody else. We have in our DNA a path back to the And as soon as you squeeze us a bit, the beauty of Klaiso comes out. What is the finest part of an olive? Is the olive oil. Olive oil is liquid gold. Something which is praised over and over again by Chazal. Olive oil is tremendous. What with Klaiso? is like an olive. Just like you squeeze the olive, the best comes out. When Klaiso, Rahmanullah Chaladah, is squeezed as Yisurin, the best comes out. Our DNA is still there. It's still intact. and Neshama is is there. These are God's children. And they retain God's DNA. And therefore, when you squeeze them, look what happens. We have a tremendous quality. We are so different than the Goyim. Right now, as the entire world almost is protesting against Israel and pro-Palestinian, right now the whole world is saying that we're genocidal. Right now, as we speak, and this is happening, the Israeli soldiers are forming lines, barriers around the escape routes. And they're overseeing the Gazans moving them down to the south, allowing them to go to the south and protecting them from gunfire from their own people from Hamas. This is incredible. Where did you see other people who take care of their enemies, people like that? When did you ever see something like this? This does not exist. And modern warfare, does not exist. Which other people, they send down leaflets telling civilians to get out of the way. I would venture to say that Israelis are taking better care of the Gazans, that America took care of its soldiers withdrawal of Afghanistan. You want to argue with that? You may. But ultimately, look at the finesse of these people and they're being attacked like crazy. And even though they're under such attack, they don't lose their character. They don't become embittered. And when they're in danger, they naturally turn, they turn to HaKadosh Baruch because we are like Zayis. Ashorechi Yisrael, is Klai Yisrael. Let's not forget the power of tefillah is in our hands. It's extraordinary. Things can happen in tefillah that are otherwise simply not possible. So even though we might feel hurt, a little broken by what went on, who wouldn't be? Went on there was absolutely horrific. We should not feel helpless because we have the ability to Daven. And when we daven the issue has come. Let us raise our voices in prayer. Let us unify. Let's be bahtus. Let's do what we as Jews know how to do so well. Once we get a little crushed, we pull together and we raise up our voice at Hu. And let's go ahead and end this thing. Let's go ahead and make sure that the boys, young men and women at Israel, who are doing what they need to do, that they be successful. And Baruch Hu gives them Nitzakhain and let's make sure that their enemies fall into the hands Hashem. and let's make sure that when they do what they need to do and we know what we need to do let's make sure that the ultimate outcome of that will be thank you all so much for participating for being part of this and thank you to stories to inspire.org and all the good people who made this happen